Because dumping drinks on someone's head is what? Fundamental. Uh. <laughs> you didn't even laugh I'm... at all. <laughs> I was thinking about what I had to say. I never have problems because I purposefully forget them. <laughs> is that Heather? Sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Tyler. And um, I'm not Heather. <laughs> this is Privileged Twinks. Yeah, it's a podcast where we recap the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That's in Utah. That's in Utah. All right. What did you think of this episode? I was entertained. Me too. You know it's a good episode when I have to like pause it so many times to take notes, like because they're just fighting so fast. Yes. It would give him drama, pointless drama. You think it was pointless? Jin's was pointless. Yeah, it wasn't all pointless. I just the girls are fighting over bedrooms, but not really. I think the. I mean, to me, it came off as Jen was mad because. If she was, if it was normal circumstances, she would have provided the house, and she wouldn't have to fight over the bedrooms. So she just like took it out on that. We're doing that thing where we start talking about it at the beginning. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> and you would do it, and you would never do it any other way. Anyways, um, but yeah, it was entertaining, and Heather was not a great episode for Heather. Am I? I am Yeah. Um, How are you feeling? And I liked they were giving us a new girl. So this is the first time they were heavily featured, um, and I was entertained. So I like them so far. I mean, I'm not saying that I like everything that they've done or their character, but I mean, I think they're adding to the group at this point. So that's. I think Dana didn't add too much this episode, but I think they kind of set it up for she's gonna be. I think the thing she's saying about Jen and wants them to say to Jen, she's going to start saying to Jen's face. Yes. You know they do have that, that big confrontation in the trailer. Right. Um, and by trailer, I mean not the season wide. trailer. Right. Um, and maybe that's this... Do you think that's this trip? I don't think so. To me, it looked like they were back in I think it's going to build... I think the tension probably needs to build a little bit longer. Yeah. I just don't think that the this episode was doing anything good for like the Jen Heather Meredith of it all. Right. Well, I mean, I don't really think Meredith looked that bad this episode. Do you think? I do. I think. Okay. I mean, we can get to it, but I think it's just the whole. It's the blind backing Jen, even when she's being a shitty person. Bully. Ooh. Bully. What's that from? Ooh, Gabby Hanna. Uh. <laughs> anyway, I think that she they just like blindly back her when she's being bully behavior, and it's not a good look. Yeah. But even Whitney was kind of doing that too. It was coming off. Even Whitney. <laughs> it was coming off as very, um, well, aside from Lisa, really, like we're the we're the real ones. We're the real housewives. You guys are the yes. friend of. That oh well, I mean that was stated explicitly. Friend of a friend. <laughs> or guest of a friend. Guest of a guest. Guest of a guest. Or whatever. <laughs> it's all the same. It all comes out purple in the wash. Why is it purple? Is it? Is that a saying? It all comes out in the wash. Oh. <laughs> I just added a color. You just added black, white, blue, yellow, purple. Yeah. Well, I just like the color purple. I guess. Anyways. 
Uh, do you want to start? Start from the top. Yeah. Or do you want to talk about? Yeah. Us? Anything with us? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not on this show. Dude. You never know. Okay. We start out with this really weird scene of Jen putting contacts in and then them kind of like rolling back footage from last year as if it's like her PTSD. But that was, it just seems really weird because she wasn't talking about it when she was putting her contacts in and it feels yeah. like they just kind of chose that scene out of like a random time to do that. Uh-huh. It was strange. Like I get that it's kind of like she's looking inward on her, in her into her eyes but like that's the only thing. And she's putting contacts in. I think it was more like she's getting ready to do something and she's alone. Like, it's kind of like, in, I mean, that would be like the scene in the book where the author is like giving you the inside perspective. While she's getting ready, she's thinking about her, her trauma yeah. type situation. That's it just seems like weird editing to me. Like they could have just did the voiceover. They are taking uh, liberties and experimenting. <laughs> this season. And most of it's landing. This one was a little like, eh. Yeah, I also, I don't love when they put up, like, words on the screen for no reason. Like, the rules or whatever. Later. Oh, the fun? T- wait, wait, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That does bother me. Uh, it's all entertainment. And if they have to spell it out for you, I'm fine with that. They thought they were doing giving what Potomac was giving when they did the Karen Matrix scene. But really, it just came off as, why'd you do that? Mm. Anyway. So she's basically talking about how she is back on antidepressants because of everything that's happening with her. So I'm assuming, I I think they kind of were doing this to show like Jen's in an emotional wreck right now. Yeah. And maybe kind of we should give her a pass as the audience. Uh, That's just kind of what it came up. Why else would they include that at the beginning? I mean, I think it's just her personal, I mean, storyline. It's just what they... I don't know. I mean, I guess everything is included for a reason, but at the same time, they always show that it's a lot about what's happening in the group, but they also talk about themselves individually, and, like, that's what she's going through. I know. I just feel like they could have... It could have been just her talking about it and then them overlaying it with that. They didn't have to, like, throw in, like, war flashbacks to the oh. stuff last year. It just seemed a little over dramatic, Like, and for not a good reason to me. Yeah, um, okay, so then we go to... This part's jumping around a lot, so I might be jumping around a lot, but Heather meets up with Angie Harrington and Dana for lunch, and they talk about, like, the whole situation that happened last week with Jen in the pool, mm-hmm. telling Dana she couldn't come on the trip or whatever. Uh, and Dana is basically like, okay, well, Meredith invited me as a guest of hers, so I'm going on the trip. Um... And then they cut to Meredith at Jen's house, and Jen is saying that it's like Ramadan, and so she's going to be like Zen Jen, (laughs) and Meredith is like, okay, well, this may be a good time to talk to you then, basically, about um, the whole Dana situation and what happened in the pool. And she was kind of like, things were bad all around, like, kind of trying to say, like, you still kind of had a part in this, (laughs) even though... Jen doesn't think that at all. Right. Um, and then we it cuts back to lunch, and Dana said that Jen is really loud and aggressive, and it feels kind of like everyone just... She doesn't know if everyone's just giving her a pass, or if no one cares that she's like that, because they're her friend or whatever, but it just feels kind of like this ride-or-die loyalty that's like, why 
And Heather says that she feels like she she either has to be this loyal to her or she'll burn her to the ground. Um, and then Heather said that she's like suppressing a lot of things that she wants to say to Jen. And this is the part where she said, if you act like you don't like, just forget about your problems or like, just pretend it isn't there and it'll just go away. Yeah, I think so. This part basically is just Dana saying like, you need to let out how you're feeling about Jen. And like all of you do (laughs) because she can't be the only one on the sidelines saying it. If everyone else is going to defend her no matter what. Yeah. I think, okay. I was a little, I mean, I guess I understand at this point in time, they've been on the show with her now for, this is the third season, and as far as they believe, Jen is innocent, but going through this really difficult time. Yeah. So so I think they don't normally address it with Jen, because I think they're, they don't want to fight with her, because she is very loud yeah. and aggressive, well, verbally. Um... But, so I, I'm guessing they don't want to add to the the whole drama of what's happening with her court case, if she's under a lot of pressure. So I guess she's right in the sense that they don't talk about it normally, but I think they especially won't do it now because they yeah. feel guilty about piling on. It's just, to me, that's silly. I mean, it's basically being like, our friend's going through something... So we should give her a pass on all the shitty stuff that she does, even though she's done all the shitty stuff for two years. So that's nothing new. Like, it's not like this behavior is right, just all of a sudden coming out. It before. Yeah. And not, and now they're in a position where they feel like they can't. Yeah. Or should it? I mean, I think it's okay. Do you not think it's okay to give people a pass sometimes? Like, I mean, I think there are things that you don't give passes on. I would, if I was there during the head dumping, I would have... That's not an okay pass to me to give. Especially over something as silly as room situations. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, I think I would still say something like, I know you're, like, going through something, but this is, like, talking like this isn't okay. Let's, like, take a minute, take a beat, whatever, something. But maybe diving into somebody's, like, reasons for why they're being a bitch for no reason is maybe not... Maybe they don't want to do that because that's unpacking something while somebody's also dealing with something else. I would be like, Jen, I thought you said you wanted to have fun on this trip. Why are you starting drama immediately and dumping drinks on people's heads? And it's not, and don't hide behind the fact that you are trying to be fun when you did it out of anger and annoyance. Okay. Yes. I mean, we'll get that. <laughs> but I'm also, just saying you're like asking if I would give a pass and I'm saying I would not give that a pass I'm not asking that's okay no I'm speaking more generally <laughs> not about a specific incident okay anyways well that's just the one that is top of mind but I don't think I think this is what the problem is is that they are all like close close with each other and so no matter what they do shitty they're just not going to say anything anymore well, that doesn't pan out. They're not like that with every all of them. They, the other ones still fight each other. It just seems to be like Jen's the one. I think they're just... I mean, personally, I think they're a little scared. It's a can of worms that they don't want to deal with. Yeah. So, and then it also... They don't maybe want to get drug into a conversation about how they're being a bad person for piling on. I think what this is making me realize is 
jail or no jail, I mean, obviously we know Jen's going to be convicted soon, but jail or no jail, I think it's best Jen's not on the show anymore because I think it's a woman who has serious anger issues and we've seen it time and time and time again. And now she's surrounded by people that aren't going to call her out on it. Mm-hmm. That video? Yes, TMZ, but then I would also say, like, this, The way she talked to her assistant. Oh, true, true, true. You're right. The way she talks to the new people on the show. The way she talks to her friends on the show. But it's also... I mean, that's not good in a professional setting. Well, or strangers. And I, and arguably, it's not great for the show, depending on the type of viewer you are. But a volatile type person who's, like, willing to go there and, like, say things is kind of what... Is something that they almost need on the show sometimes like somebody has to now i'm not saying that level right has to be reached but at the same time that's what i don't like it's somebody like caught like stirs it up enough for it to for conversations to be had <laughs> i also before i forget heather keeps saying devastated i think she said she's devastated like multiple i mean and, and I think I'll watch it. I don't know how many times, but I just feel like she says it all the time now. What did she say about on this episode? When when they were at that uh, lunch thing with Dana uh-huh. and... Was that Angie K? Angie H. Angie H. Uh, and they were saying... She was talking about Jen. She was like, how did you feel when Jen something something? She said, she felt devastated. <laughs> and I was like, is that... I think it's just her... Like, the word of the season... I felt. Or, well, what would what's what does she actually mean though? I don't even remember what the it was in context to. I just remember thinking like she's saying this devastated and an awful lot, and it didn't make sense for what they were talking about. Yeah. I also she was on Watch What Happens Live, and she said um, they asked with Maurizio, right? Uh huh. And Andy had asked <clears throat> if there's any anything Jen uh, could do that would offend her. Because she didn't think, even even on the show, she doesn't think, watching it back, that it was bad. The, the, the head- champagne thing? Oh. I know. Uh, and she said, I'm sure yes, but I don't know what my boundaries are. Like, she's like, I have personal boundaries, I just don't know what they are. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't... Because Jen, she's... I mean, she had issues with Jen before, calling yeah. her Shrek, and... Yeah. And obviously she's been upset by her. So I like, like, I go, like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Jen that's in there or Lisa? I don't know. So I, I'm just saying, I don't, her line, her like consistency and like backing Jen and also like being, because she said ride or die has limits. Which which, what, appear, which we might reach next but week. I don't know if she, apparently. Well, but yeah, but this was, she was on it last night. Is she saying these things still? Yeah. I'm like, at what point? Maybe she was saying like, why don't, don't you see? Don't... I don't know what they are. And then next week we see. Oh, okay. I don't, I, yeah. Because I mean, it looks like next week on, she says, you lost me forever again to Jen this time. <laughs> I, I don't know. How do you get, how do you not know what your boundaries are? I guess she's saying, well, she hasn't crossed them yet. So we'll, I guess we'll see. But don't you know your boundaries? I, I can't say that I could say a specific thing that someone could do to me for me to, like... I think it's just, like, you have to... It's very specific. It could be anything. So, two people could do the same thing to you, but depending on your level of friendship with them will determine how you handle it. 
Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I, mean, I guess, I guess that, me that is true. But no, what I'm saying is like, you're put on the spot and you say like, what is something that like, let's say me, what's something that I could do to you that would cross a line? Go. Destroy my confidence. <laughs> I just mean, I think, I think it's a kind of like a very specific answer. So she just was on the spot and didn't know what to say. I can see that. <laughs> That's all I mean. Let's get past this because we're still on the literal code open. Hold up. <laughs> Uh, the biggest takeaway from this for me was I didn't think about the fact that like every time a court date gets pushed back, she owes the lawyers every month. Mm-hmm. And so she was saying she owes them like $200,000 a month. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Especially for you to plead guilty. Right? For real. She must have thought that they could get her out of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess from a, a personal, I mean, from her perspective, maybe it was worth trying. Yeah. Uh, so, and then uh, she basically, Meredith is like, uh, I'm go- I am, are we cool if I invite Dana? And she was like, go ahead. Even though she already did. Right. So then everyone's packing. The funniest part of this was Lisa says, well, first of all, she's, they're all bringing three giant bags for three days. And then Justin's like, or no, John is like, uh, you're bringing all this? And she's like, yeah, and I just have to run down to the Louis Vuitton store and grab a couple things. <laughs> so casual. Nice. It's like people being like, oh, I just got to go to Walmart and stock up on a couple things. But it's Louis Vuitton. Louis I don't, um, I, I'm kind of over the whole, I think it's very cliche and tired to talk about like the number of suitcases women take on trips. It's just because first of all, I mean, that happens, I guess, normally like people like to have options, but also these people are on a TV show. They're not going to like things happen. You might have a drink thrown on you. Like you need options. You're going to be on national television. Like, I think that's the root of it all really is like, I can only speak from a very small uh, part on this, but basically, in like recently, I've been getting to go to some like events where there's going to be Getty photographers at it, and I just feel like every time I have to wear something different and look nice, and like I kind of panic about the things that I have to buy, and it's literally like I know it two weeks in advance, and I it's one single photo basically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas these people are going to be on camera. 24-7 for three days at the beach. Like, they, they feel like they have to wear their nicest things every time, I'm sure. Yeah. And, like, they can't wear duplicate things because then people will say something about it. Mm-hmm. So, I totally understand. It is just funny to think about, like, when I went home for three days, I bring a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't really compare the two. It's just funny to think about yeah. the, the scale. <laughs> um. Okay, so they're all packing. Basically, we just see that when they're planning it, Jen and Angie K seem to be fine. They're, like, talking about the things they're going to plan, the luau, stuff like that. Um, and then we do get some <laughs> talking head interviews with Dana and 
Angie K, and they look so bad. Yeah, I don't know what happened. The backgrounds are like heavenly bodies, and there's like yeah. glows around even their heads. Yeah, which I don't never know. happens on the green screen. I know it's weird. I don't. I was trying. We were trying to. You know what it might could be. <coughs> we were trying to rationalize how this could happen, but there's like they all have flaws. Like it doesn't. If they're all green screened, then why are these two particular front of green screen so bad? <laughs> okay, but remember, we saw a behind the scenes, and it wasn't a green screen. It's a photo of their house blown up really big behind them and I just uh, remembered that and it makes me wonder if instead of doing that for the friend ofs like maybe they had to go back and shoot stuff or whatever and all they had they didn't have the picture blown up so they just did a green, green screen, screen and that's right. why they look different okay well we've arrived that makes sense I don't don't ask me why they didn't have that in the budget or whatever but or didn't have it there but that's the thing that I'm thinking of yeah okay it could be I just had that thought acceptable Okay, so then they're all, like, heading there. The funniest part on this was they're on, like, a commercial flight, but Jen <laughs> takes over the intercom and is like, we'll be arriving soon in sunny San Diego. <laughs> right. What if you were on the flight to Jim Shaw? I would literally... We would die if we were on that flight. <laughs> First of all, just imagine all the housewives are on the plane. And then second of all, Jen Shaw takes over. Uncontrolled gay screaming. I'm shocked no one has that on camera. They must, somewhere. Well. Moving on. So then they arrive in San Diego. They get in a sprinter van from the airport to go to the house. And this is when Angie K is, like, toasting all of them. And then Jen is like, we have three rules. One is to have fun. One is to have fun. And the other one is don't be a bitch unless you're a fun bitch. And then they all toast. Yeah. And then they arrive at the house. Which this house is a noise. Yeah, it is really nice. And it looks a lot smaller from the front than it does. But when they show the back, also the cabanas. <laughs> I didn't know I wanted a cabana in my house until I saw this. I like, I know it's not hers, but I think just the level of rich that Angie K is on and like her friends are on is like yeah. miles ahead of everyone else on the show. Yeah. Because this is, this this house is like shit you see on Beverly Hills and no other franchise that they ever go to on trips, you know? Yeah. And and they haven't gone to on trips like this. I mean, compare this to the last house that looked like... The 90s. Yeah. But also this one was kind of like... It obviously looks... It's really nice and I'm sure very expensive. But then the rooms also kind of looked very like... Some of the rooms looked really Ikea. bad design-wise. Yeah. It makes me feel like this is probably what happened. The mm -hmm. owner of the house hired a designer for, like, the master, the outside, the living room, uh -huh. and the kitchen. And then the rest, like, his wife decorated. Oh. It looks to me <laughs> like it's, like, an Airbnb type situation. Yeah. They rent it out. But, but the kitchen yeah. and everything numbers was on the door. really nice. That is true. They did have numbers on the door. Yeah. I think it's, like, a, an investment property, probably, and they just rent it out. Well, whenever I see... And you probably don't want to have, like, super nice stuff, like, all the yeah. time when randos are coming up, you know. Whenever you see a British flag either blown up as a, as a painting or as, like, a table, uh -huh. then it's an Airbnb. Oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> you didn't notice that? No. It feels like every time on Airbnb there's, like, 
tacky shit like that everywhere. Like, they just went to Ikea and bought the first painting thing that was framed that they could find. And everyone has the same one. Huh. And one of your friends has one. <gasps> but I won't name it. Airbnb? No. <laughs> not the, not the um, flag, but they have one of the Ikea ones. Um, okay, so then everyone's just saying how nice everything is. Dan is going around and giving like a tour of all the house and all the rooms with Angie, the numbers. Angie K. Oh, yeah, sorry. Angie K is doing that. And then Meredith says that all she needs is a closet and a bathtub. <laughs> She's like really on this bathtub train still. Uh, carve out your niche. Do it. And she did sell bathrobes. Yeah. And sell, sell tubs. I'll sell buy tubs. tubs. <laughs> I'll buy Meredith Mark's tub. The Meredith tub. Yeah. And then... Would you get a tub in your house that's a standalone that's beautiful that says trash whore or garbage whore? Yeah, whatever. Or it's shaped like a garbage can. Oh, that's not a comfortable bath. That's <laughs> a, a standing cold, bath. That's a cold plunge. It's a standing bath. Oh, it's standing bath. <laughs> a pool, that's an awkward... A shower. A pool. It's just a pool. It's just a very a, tiny pool. It's a standing bath, which is a shower. <laughs> no, but you're standing, but you're also submerged. But you have to stand. And it's just like three feet wide? Yeah. Hmm. Garbage. Torture. Um, based on her branding on everything else, I would not buy the tub. Because I think it would be ugly. I'm sorry, I don't like the font and I don't like her logo. We need the rattle sound. The... Anyway, um, this is when some the, the things go down, really. So, first, Whitney says, maybe we should give Jen the bathtub because, who knows, soon she might be in a 16, or 6 by 9 jail cell. Yeah. Which someone tweeted Jill cell. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whitney's never gonna be able to. It's like that thing that you don't know about yourself until people you have a following and people call it out, call you out on yeah. it, and then she's probably like trying to change her voice now. No, I think she'll. I don't think she'll change. Um, I don't think there's also but like don't be ashamed of your accent. I guess it is what it is. It's just weird because no one else has that accent. It sounds well, like a child. So, so is Heather. It, did she grow up? Oh, yeah, she did. So huh. are all of them, I think. No. Meredith isn't. Both Meredith and Lisa are from the Northeast. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, Jen is Tongan. Yeah. I think she's been there a long time, but like, Colt, I, how they spoke at home, I don't think, was impacted by that. I don't know. Hmm. Did you know... I was listening to a podcast. Did you know? This is very off topic. But the um, the Lord of the Flies book is based on a real group of boys that got lost on an island. And they were Tongan. And they got lost on an island. But instead of all fighting each other, they made packs to, like, whenever someone was, like, being a dick, they, like, they were, like, go on the other side of the island and, like, calm yourself and pray. And then they, they like, survived for 15 months, all, like, working together. Wow. I know. So it actually turned out fine? Yeah. They based the book on, like, what if it didn't turn out fine, basically. Right. What if white people were on the island? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is when all the shit goes down. So basically, Jen is, like, Angie claimed the big room. I'm just going to say Angie for the rest of the time, because Angie Harrington isn't in the episode anymore. T- is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> 
they all pick where they're gonna go. Heather's like, I'll take this outside house, and she's like, unless Jen wants it. And Jen's like, I want that shit under her breath. Yeah. Jen's clearly angry, and she says that she's like, go ahead, have the big room, even though I planned the trip. And she's like, well, it's my friend or whatever. And then Jen tries to make like a speech about what they're all gonna do, and I couldn't tell if Angie took a sip of her champagne and then like it went down the wrong pipe or if she started laughing. But whatever she did set Jen off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Angie's like, well, take it from the top. We're all listening. And then uh, Angie's like, all right, bitch, you take over because you're a fucking pro. Like, she kind of whispers it under her breath mm-hmm. at Jen. And then Jen is like, okay, we're going to do this. And then pours the drink on her head. Uh, to lighten the mood. Yeah. And they're all watching and it's so awkward. awkward. They're just all like looking at the situation. Um, I'll take this time to point out that Heather did not laugh, even though she says she thought it was funny. Right. So. None of them were laughing. None of them, uh-huh. they all knew that it was bad and uh-huh. awkward. Uh, yeah. Okay. First thing, do you, I mean, I don't even think it's a question, but maybe some people would not side with Angie on this, but if, if your friend... If you secured the accommodations, yeah. I don't think it's a problem. You take you the master. The big, yeah, exactly. Especially if... Or, and it's also you, not... No weird. one has to pay for it. It's also... If Jen paid for the trip, I could see her wearing the master. It's also not weird that she's showing people around the house. Right. she's been there, slash... And even if she hadn't, it was her friend's house. So, I don't know. That's not weird to me. Yeah. But... Heather said on Watch What Happens Live that she, that everybody felt like and the energy was that Angie was like taking over the trip. Mm. And at this point. Even though they, if I remember correctly, the idea to do the trip was both of theirs and they were both like planning it but then Jen, like when she invited people, didn't say that. Yeah. And then... They're here, and she's, like, just doing how they started, which was them together. So I don't think, you know, I don't know. It seems very... I think it did seem, like, in the car, the Sprinter van, when they were, like, getting... When they first arrived, that Angie was the one, like, toasting to the trip and everything first, so... Yeah. Maybe she was kind of trying to take it over a little bit, but... But they were planning it, but it was their idea together. So I don't think... That's what I'm saying. And she supplied the house. Yeah, and I so I think Jen has represented that this is her, she's the trip master when really they were both. Although it sounds like Jen planned all the other activities out, so I don't know what's right. Yeah, I don't either. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. But it's really petty. And I don't understand how anybody would buy the line that this was like meant to lighten the mood when you're literally angry at somebody and you're having a, like a verbal back and forth where you're cursing at each other yeah and then you dump it on our head that's not you know what it's giving ha- nobody is gonna take that as lightning lightning the mood yeah and especially not when you're like 
Jumping on my head, jumping on my head, because that's you immediately backtracking and knowing you did something bad. Yeah, exactly. And then dumping it on her head, whatever. It's yeah. giving that scene in Mean Girls where they both are giving the, like, bridal toast speech. Yeah, no, I don't remember this. You don't remember that at all? No. Um, Kristen Wiig's character gets up and is like, as my best friend of this many years, blah, blah, blah. And then the other one gets up there and does a speech, and then Kristen oh, Wiig goes... Oh, it's not Mean Girls. Ugh. Gate card revoked. <laughs> I meant to say bridesmaids, but for some reason my head said mean girls. It's like Kristen Wiig. <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about now, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, in la biblioteca. <laughs> anyway, so we don't have to get... A lot happens here in this very quick amount of time, but we don't have to get too into it, except that, like, Basically, Jen goes outside, and then Heather, Meredith, and Whitney all go to kind of, like, support her. And then Angie and Lisa go upstairs to talk. And this is when Angie says that she spent $15,000 on mm-hmm. Coach Shaw's party, and that she wants it back. And she, like, has all these receipts in her uh, confessional about, like, what all she spent on it. And so she's, like, talking about how she's going to build Jen on it when she gets back. And then, this is the funniest part. They cut to outside, and Heather's like, I don't even think she's, like, angry. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it cuts right back to Andy, and she's like, I'm, I'm so fucking mad. So mad. <laughs> like, through tears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, it does seem kind of like the lines are drawn in the sand a little bit here. Especially they go back down to the kitchen, and, like, Lisa and Angie and Dana are talking, and then the other ones are talking. Yeah. Um, we, Which I didn't realize Lisa was good friends with Angie, or to this level. I didn't either. Of saying she felt like she should have stood, like said something in the moment when she did it. I feel Which like, is what Dana says they don't do. Right. And I think it's I think it's also like, friends are not, they're like kind of friends and acquaintances, and then at the same time she feels like Jen did something wrong to her. So she's gonna, she's try, like standing up for it a little bit, even though she doesn't do it in the moment. Yeah. Um, this is also when Heather goes into Dana's room, or maybe Dana's in Heather's room, either way. She's, like, talking to her about, like, how no one, like, this is the exact behavior that Jen exhibits a lot, and that no one says anything or stands up to her. And Heather kind of says this, like, cryptic thing that's, like, choose your battles wisely. Like, choose who you actually want to go up against in this group. Yeah. It was very threatening. It was very... Yeah, mean girly. Mean girls. It was very... Bridesmaids. a guest of a guest. Yeah, <laughs> it's very Kristen Wiig. <laughs> oh my God. Um, okay, so then we also see Angie again. She's on the phone with her husband, and she's saying, like, she feels like she was conned out of money for the party. Yeah, this is overly dramatic. It's also, like, it's definitely something that was in her head, like, damn, Jen just got away with a $15,000 party that I threw. But she wasn't ever going to say anything about it, except now that Jen crossed her, now she's going to say, now that's all she can talk about. Yeah. You think it's petty? Even though it happened months ago. I think a little bit later they talk about how, like, uh, so if if we offer to throw parties for other people and we never talk about that we owe them money, that, like, we should get a bill for it, like, that's, that's the part that I think is wrong. Well, I'm confused as to why... There would be any confusion if you're saying, like, oh, she said she wound up planning it, too. I was like, why did they send the bill to her anyways? But yeah. it's because she planned it, too. 
But at that point, if you if you plan a party and you tell someone you're throwing a party and you have it at your house and you pay for it, that's a gift. That's not like unless if you it didn't was, discuss. Yeah, if you didn't discuss, the gin owes you the money back. If you're ahead like, of time, if you're just making decisions and hiring people without discussing it with somebody, then yeah. then you can't expect them to pay you if they don't agree to like what you're getting and the price of it. Right, right. So we don't really know. How do you, was it Heather that said it was mean and nasty, like, bringing it up on the Sprinter van later? But yeah. I don't, there's something about it that doesn't feel the best, even though I don't think it's <clears throat> wrong for her to not talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I don't think it's wrong for her to bring it up, but there's also something that feels wrong in the sense of, like, I guess because we don't have all the information, so we can't really, like, to determine whose side you would be on, we, like, definitely need more information. I feel like I'm on Angie's side that she should be mad about the drink spilling thing. Yeah. I'm not on her side about bringing something up that's months old that you basically decided you were going to pay for anyway. Right. Like, and if you hadn't decided that you were going to pay for it, then you should have brought it up before now. Yeah. And obviously $15,000 is not a big deal to you. Yeah. If you, like, were just going to sit on it. Yeah. Um, okay. So then in the Sprinter van... The right when Heather gets in, she's like singing about how she's gonna get lipstick on Lisa's pants, which I guess they put that in there just because it seemed like maybe they're just gonna brush off everything, and just Heather's gonna try to be uh, fine with everyone again. Right. Um, like yeah. And then everything, everyone is like being really awkward too. So I think that also added like they were adding that in there just to be like this is awkward. Uh, and then the, they kind of dive right into it again, like Jen versus Angie and our friend Chloe was watching with us and I thought it was so funny. Like she said that the, the the, like disco ball lights are going. So there's just like lights going across all their faces while they're like so pissed at each other and like fighting. Um, and then, so do we just like read all this because it's like a lot. And then we can talk about it after it's over. Or do you want to like talk about... I'll just read it and then we can... You can say pause if you want to talk about something. Because it's literally just back, back, back and forth, back and forth. Okay. Can we summarize it a little bit or do you have Well, okay. There's there's parts in here that I wanted to talk about. Okay. So... Do your thing. First, Jen is basically like, you need to apologize. <laughs> For me dumping champagne on your head. Right. And because she was just trying to have fun. And Angie's like, no, you should apologize. Um, and then Jen says that she was just joking and all this stuff. And she keeps mentioning, like, I thought a friend of 20 years would know when I'm joking. Yeah. Which is just BS. Right. And your friend of 20 years knows that you were not joking. Exactly. Because you were not, in fact, joking. Exactly. And so Angie says, let's raise your hand if you thought it was funny. And yeah, no other is. Another classroom activity. I know. I'm kind of over that, but at the same time, it is an easy way to immediately be like, Jen, no one, everyone thinks you are wrong for it. Right. Without saying it. You could also just be like, does anybody here agree with Jen that it was just a joke? Right. And force people to pick a side. Like, publicly. Yeah. So then Jen's like, well, uh, everyone was just so confused about the bedrooms. That blah blah, and then Angie's like, "So you put a drink on my head because people were confused about the bedrooms." Right. Th- yes. That part. Yeah. Very good. 
And then Jen, then this is when Angie's like, I paid for all of Coach's party out of the blue. Her little mic drop moment. Yeah. And then Jen said that she didn't. And But doesn't say how she knows that she didn't. Like she says, no, you didn't. But then doesn't say anything else. Well, then later she, she tries to come up with a stupid necklace excuse. Uh-huh. Which, I guess I can skip to that part, but basically she... The, the day before, she, like, gave Angie this, like, $5,000 necklace because she couldn't get a clasp or something with her nails. But, like, that has nothing to do with the party, and Angie's not going to, like, sell this necklace. Like, I don't know. Like, that's not... It's not payment. It's not payment, yeah. yeah it's not U.S. dollars. It was a gift that you didn't want, so you right. gave to someone, which she's done in the past before. Right, and just because you bought something for $5,000 does not mean it is worth or can be resold for $5,000. Exactly. It didn't look like it was worth $5,000 to me. Um, and then, okay, so, that aside, Heather says that when she was walking through the party with Angie ahead of time, Angie was saying, like, it works perfectly because I haven't had a housewarming party yet, so, like, this is my housewarming party, too. And then Jen says, like, they even did a tasting of all the food and drinks that were going to be there, and Jen was like, Coach doesn't even drink. So Angie, like, named the drinks after herself and stuff like that, too. So yeah. it didn't feel like it was just Coach's party, is what she was saying. Right. And she's the one... She basically decided to plan it if she's having them over to, like, taste test things for the party, too. Right. Um, and then Angie's basically saying, like, you humiliated, you humiliated me and you humiliated yourself by throwing the drink. And... Angie was like, you humiliated me because I'm a respected woman. And Jen says, me too. And Angie says, are you? No, she says, are you? Are you? Are you? Are you a respected woman? She says she can't keep any of her friends, I guess. And uh, that the necklace wasn't payment. And then in the confessional, Angie says, I don't want this necklace and have the state of New York coming at me to take it away. Um... Anyway, Angie was like, I didn't even get a thanks for throwing that party for you. And then Jen's kind of like, well, thanks. She's like, doesn't matter now. Yeah. Um, then she says, how about the three days of cleaning I did on my knees after it? Because her house was trash. Although, yeah. when she was going through her receipts, she said $500 for cleaning. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, did you pay for yourself? I don't, I don't understand, man. Mm. Uh, therapy for her knees. Why, why are you it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> um, then Jen kind of compares this to the party she threw for Meredith and she's like if I build everyone for parties I threw for them then Meredith would owe me $80,000 mm-hmm. which I completely forgot that was how much that party was in my head it was 18000 Nope. <laughs> that's crazy um, and then uh, this is the part that I thought was a good interjection is Dana says like I think we're breaking the fun rule <laughs> 
So she brought that little nugget there. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they all get off and they're about to get on this yacht. And Heather says that a yacht is just a sprinter van on water. <laughs> and then Jen starts crying. Um, Meredith said she was supposed to be the CEO of Fun and she is not living up to that name right now. Mm-hmm. They meet the captain and Heather is like going crazy over him. I don't remember what he looks like. He literally looks like oh, the, someone... Oh, the biker. Does he kind of look like a biker? He or... had tattoos like a biker would, but he looked very, like, Midwest construction worker to me. Okay. <laughs> <I get that laughs> With tattoos. Um, even, like, the the style of hat and sunglasses. I was like, this guy? Yeah, and the waitress, too. She was like... She looked trashy, too. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you said it, because I didn't want to say it. Maybe that's San Diego, and we don't know it. Ooh. I don't know. I've never... Well, we've been there for one night only. One night only. It did feel very Florida to me. That's how I was going to say. It felt or Florida. Diego, and I agreed. Oh, yeah. San Diego felt like Florida to me, and these people feel like Florida to me. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah! If the dots fit... Sorry if you live in San Diego. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do want to go back, though. Yeah. I had a, good, a great time, actually. Oh. You didn't? <laughs> um, okay, so then... Yeah, this is when the bartender comes up and is like, what do you guys want to drink? And Heather's like, if you can make me a drink as good as your tits look, then I'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, women complimenting women. That's fine. <laughs> it, just, it does seem a little like... Uh, a, an awkward compliment in the sense that, like, yeah, connecting boobs to drinks is a little. I think Heather yeah, just yeah, was also... like, boobs, <laughs> and then yeah, like yeah. couldn't say anything else. Uh, yeah. Um. So then Jen is like still kind of crying and is saying like, people are supposed to be supporting each other and blah blah, and she's like tearing me down and all this stuff. And then Meredith is kind of like in her confessional that she thinks Jen is hitting a breaking point and it's kind of scary. Yeah. Um. And then. Jen says, basically, like, I'm at the worst point in my life and people aren't having my back. And then that's when the episode ends. Yeah. What do you think of that? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I agree with what you said earlier. Your uh, situation is not an excuse to be, like, an insufferable, like, asshole to everybody at all times. Yeah. But, and also, like... like people should have empathy for you. Well, assuming they're assuming that you're innocent as you were saying um and you're going through a tough time and you're dealing with depression and like really difficult things and scary possibilities so yes people should be like empathetic and understanding that you're going through something but it, but if you are actively going out of your way to just be rude to people yeah or respond negative like in a in a bad way then you should people it's fine for people to call you out yeah to me, it's also giving a little bit of what Jen always does, where now she's, like, complaining about this one person who, quote, wronged her uh-huh. to her, quote, friends, and now they have to never be friends with Angie again, or else shit's gonna hit the fan with them. This isn't, yeah, the loyalty thing. Mm-hmm. Undying, unwavering, unquestioned loyalty. Yeah. And if it's not, then you're wrong. So, on the next time on, we see Jen throw someone's shoes overboard. It's not Meredith's or Heather's, because they're there. So, 
We don't know whose they are. Somebody's shoes get thrown over. Um, which is so fun. Illusion. So fun. Oh yeah, fun for yes. And then Jen, Jen is like pushing Lisa on the boat and kind of yelling at her, saying she's supposed to have her back. Well, because I'm sure Lisa, Lisa said she wanted to stick up for him. Right. So I'm sure this is when she does it. And then at dinner, Lisa is like saying that Jen pushed her and was coming for her on the boat. And Jen said she doesn't. She didn't do that. <laughs> and then Jen is like screaming at Heather and saying like, you're supposed to be my ride or die. So I'm assuming this is about Angie Harrington again. Yes. And then, she asked her, she said, are you going to stay friends with Angie? Oh, I or forgot Angie about says, that. Yes. The, the next time ones always are so quick. I can't take all the notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Jen is like, just basically screaming at her. And Heather says like, uh, find yourself a new Heather gay. I'm out. Which would have a really big impact if she didn't do this already twice this season. Right. <laughs> She's devastated. She's what? Devastated. <laughs> I think that it's going to be another good episode next week. I think we've had a little bit of a lull here. Uh-huh. Last week was good, or two weeks ago was good. This week was really good. I think next week it's going to be really, really good. Juicy. And you know what they can always do? on Salt Lake City is have a dinner party at on a trip and make it that dinner last two whole episodes (laughs) and I guarantee that's what's gonna happen I'm here for it (laughs) I feel like I said at the beginning of this episode I'm a little disappointed in the direction Heather's going do you want to do a quick breakdown of what quick uh, tops and bottoms for the episode for the group Oh. Well, like, as it, as it stands right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do I feel better for you right now? Honestly, oh, my I... Lord. Uh, Jen's at the bottom. Meredith has moved up a little bit for me. Yeah, I would put Meredith at the top right now, for me. I would do Lisa, Meredith, Whitney, Heather, Angie K, Dana, Angie H, Jen. Huh. I would do Meredith, Lisa. Okay. Whitney. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Meredith, Lisa. Heather has gone down in my book. Yeah. But, but she's, she's still, still middle she's of the third. Yeah. Then I would say Whitney, then Angie Dana, then Jen. And Angie H is not on the list. Wow. Okay. Although, I might put Angie, Dana, and Whitney all in the same level. And Whitney? Well. You just said Whitney was above all of them. And she is. She is. She's an actual, she's been doing the thing for a long time. Uh, You're right. You're right. You're right. I just like this episode that they brought something to the table. Yeah. Versus other friends of, you know, they're finally like. Friends up finding voice and time and like contributing. Yeah, to me at this point, Angie K is going to be a real cast member next year, just from this episode alone. She's okay because she brings the chaotic energy. She's really rich, and she's good at finding a voice. Yeah, and all of those things are also very Jen, and Jen won't be here next season. Yeah, 
And I feel like Dana could make it too because she seems she's inserting, she's there, she's involved, and I think she has. Whereas Angie K is bringing some of the chaotic, rich energy, Dana's bringing the level-headed energy, and you have to mm-hmm. have both in a cast. True. We'll see. I mean, so. they did start with six people, so maybe they'll gin out them two in. Yeah. Or maybe there'll be a wild card. Yeah. All right, well, do you have anything else you want to say about this episode? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. So sometimes I'm like, am I not giving Angie H a fair shake? But I really just no. don't care. I don't like I it. thought the last, when she was first on that first like whole restaurant drama, that yeah. she would be good. But I don't, I think she like burnt the bridges. The whole like social media thing, the lying, it's too much. And I don't, it's, I don't want that. I agree. So. And I don't think based on Twitter that people like her. Right. Either. So mm-hmm. it's not just you. <laughs> and that brings up an issue Whitney with Whitney and Heather being so buddy-buddy with her. But Whitney recognizing that the whole social media thing was awkward, but Heather not really giving it that energy yeah. is also dragging Heather down. Yeah. Heather needs to find... Like, you can't be a doormat for people. I appreciate her being, like... Like, when she was on last year, Watch What Happens Live, and said, listen, if you're going to be friends with somebody... Basically what she was saying, if you're going to be friends with somebody that's, like, kind of... Like, you have to... Good, the good and the bad. Yeah. And if somebody makes a mistake, you know, and they're trying to be better, like, you you know, don't abandon everybody just because things happen. Yeah. You can agree with that or not, whatever. Maybe there's certain levels of bad things that maybe you should walk away, but I, you know, whatever. That's debatable. And, um, and I think that part of her is, like, respectable. But the carte blanche, like, just whatever, we'll figure it out, like, like she said, she doesn't know her own boundaries. Like, you need to find your boundaries. Yeah. And there needs to be things where you, like, stop putting your head in the sand about it. And, like, you need to confront. Like, if you don't talk about the problem. This is triggering for me. <laughs> okay, because my family was is like this. Not my, well, a little bit my nuclear family, but, like, my extended family, especially on one side, but on both, is very, like, that whole mindset. Uh, if you don't talk about it and you act like it didn't happen, it'll go away. Yeah. And it kind of does. But it doesn't fully. It's always there. It's unresolved. It builds up. Yeah. People don't talk. I don't understand. Like, you meet, I've met families that are, like, so connected and, like, have healthy, and even though they fight, they still have healthy relationships. And that's not what happens in those situations. People just, like, drift apart because they have all this, like, it's uncomfortable to be around each other. And they don't know why anymore. Because they don't remember the long list of things that are, like, very <laughs> down deep. Yeah. But, like, their subconscious knows it. So, I don't like it. Yeah. It's a, it's a personality trait, and I don't like well, it. Well, the good thing is well, neither... neither it's, a, it's a learned habit, and she needs a break. The good thing is neither Lisa or Whitney are letting up on it, so... Um, okay, well, I think that is it for today's episode. Yeah. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Um, share it with any of your Real Housewives of Salt Lake City viewing buddies and friends. And we will be back next week for episode 10. I'm Tyler. <coughs> oh, no. Damn. And I'm Travis. Thank you. And this has been Privileged Change. Okay, talk to you soon. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, go feed us in. <laughs>